Well, 27th day of November 2022. Can you imagine how quickly time is flying? It was seemed like it was just yesterday. It was Thanksgiving 2021, and we just celebrated Thanksgiving this past week. I was thinking back of this past year, how thankful we are to God for his grace and his mercy and his kindness to us living in this crazy, crazy thing we call, uh, I have no other way to describe it, clown world. And of course, many things are happening even this week of Thanksgiving. So uh, I want to just thank Christian Television Network for carrying the program today and all the other networks that are picking up this broadcast. Please, if you follow us on Rumble, please subscribe, like, and share. Well, let's roll the first clip, see what's happening out there. All right, so this is uh, George Soros. Soros takeover FCC clears path for liberal group to buy Spanish language conservative talks radio stations. So this is what the left does while the right wastes their time with Kanye West. Roll this. COVID-19 also helped legitimize instruments of control. Eugenicist George Soros. Now, just bring, uh, can you play that? COVID-19 also helped legitimize instruments of control. All right, so Soros took his fortune and put it into what's really been perpetrated on the planet here the last uh, number of years. Uh, the rumors, of course, this past week that Soros died, but that is not true. He, apparently, he's still alive. Anyway, his son has taken over the empire anyway, so it doesn't really matter at this juncture. Wickedness will be continued through his seed. Uh, but you can see that they never let a good crisis go to waste, and that's what is taking place. Um, who can imagine that all Spanish conservative talk show uh, or radio stations are being bought up now so that they can pump the agenda for 2024, which will be the liberal agenda and really for the destruction of America. And everybody else is asleep and don't realize what's actually going on. Time to wake up. Next. All right, so this is Klaus Schwab says, China is a role model for many countries and proclaims a systematic transformation of the world on Chinese state television. Roll this. On the G20, you were there meeting some of the leaders as well. Professor Schwab, what do you make of the result? Finally, they put something as a statement, and it seems quite positive with all the voices included. I think it's positive. It's uh, already positive through the fact that everybody agreed about the statement, which we haven't had the last years. Now, the base has been formed, but um, we have to go one step further. We have to have a strategic mood. We have to construct the world of tomorrow. It's a systemic transformation of the world. So we have to define how the world should look like, which we want to come out of this transformation period. Mm. I uh, respect uh, China's achievements, which are tremendous over the last uh, over 40 years. I think it's um, a role model for many countries, but I think also uh, we should leave it to each country uh, to make its own decision 
what system it wants to adapt. And I think we should be very careful in imposing systems. But the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. Really? So nobody elected you, but you and Gates parade around like kings at the World Economic Forum or the G20 that just took place. And now we must listen to everything that you say. Um, no, we're not going to listen to a word you say. Next. All right, so this is Rick Warren at the World Economic Forum. Roll this. I'm here at Davos with a lot of my friends, and we're talking about what are the biggest problems on the planet and how are we going to solve them. Extreme poverty, pandemic diseases, there's a role for uh, the public sector, there's a role for the private sector, and there's a role for the faith sector. Each of them can do something that none of the other three can do. Government has a role to set agenda. Government has a role to set priorities and things like that and, and move nations. But then also, houses of worship have things that uh, businesses and government will never have. In the first place, we have universal distribution. We have to mobilize these faith groups to work together on these issues that, that have been unsolvable. The church has, of course, the greatest distribution. We also have the biggest manpower. We have hundreds of millions of people who volunteer around the world in villages and cities uh, on a weekly basis, and we don't have to pay them. The third thing that they have is they have local credibility. Uh, at the local level, people trust that priest or that pastor, or for that matter, an imam or a rabbi, uh, the religious leader of their faith, uh, because he's marrying, he's burying, he's helping them through the stages of life. Uh, when the crisis comes, NGOs come and go, nations come and go, but... Uh, for instance, the church has a 2,000-year track record. So I really think that what we need to do here at Davos is to work on a three-legged stool. You have to have the faith sector, you have to have the public sector, and you have to have the private sector. We're talking about improving biology and redesigning organisms for beneficial purposes. It's going to allow us to not just edit genomes, but also, uh, and importantly, write a new code for life. We'll have right level permissions. We already started to see some of that this year. COVID-19 vaccines, they make use of engineered code in the form of messenger RNA. I, I want to say I personally know uh, Francis Collins to be a man of integrity. He is a man that you can trust. I want to assure you, he is a nonpartisan scientist. And on top of that, he's a Christian brother in Christ. So, yes, for Rick Warren. Now, I've never met Rick Warren, so I, I have no beef with him. I wouldn't, I mean, I just never met him. But, yeah, this poor guy has been sucked. I know I wrote a book called The Purpose of Life. I've never read that book, although most churches made it their study for like 40 weeks or whatever, never read it. Um, this poor guy gets sucked into the World Economic Forum and doesn't realize that he's under a globalist agenda. And you'll be amazed how many ministers have been sucked in that bought the whole narrative, that actually is setting the congregations up for total failure because this thing is wicked and it's rotten to the core. It's very sad, very sad. Next. 
All right, so the WHO have released their plan for global digital vaccine passport for any vaccine. This unelected technocratic control aided by the abet and abetted by subservient governments. No one has voted for this. So the WHO has released plan for global digital vaccine passports funded by Bill Gates and Rockefeller Foundation. Uh, bring it right back to me. And the whole country signed on. Apparently, Joe Biden signed on at the G20 to this. That means... This is their plan, that you will not be able to travel internationally without a vaccine passport. Think about that. And all of this is set in place by unelected people that are running the planet. Conspiracy theory? No. Conspiracy fact. Next. Central banking, digital currencies are being piloted around the world. Watch this video of the IMF, Deputy Managing Director and former People's Bank of China, Deputy Governor Bo Lee, discussing CBDC. It's not about convenience, it's about control. Roll this. The third way we think CBDC can improve financial inclusion is through what we call programmability. That is, CBDC can allow government agencies and private sector players to program, to create smart contracts, to allow targeted policy functions, for example, welfare payment, for example, consumption coupon, for example, food stamp. By programming CBDC, those money can be precisely targeted for what kind of people can own and what kind of use this money can be utilized, for example, for food. So this potential programmability can help government agencies to precisely target their support to those people who need support. So that way can also improve financial inclusion. Of course, I want to end with a caveat because CBDC is not a panacea. CBDC cannot solve every challenge in financial inclusion. There are some aspects of financial inclusion is not related to technology. For example, financial literacy, digital literacy. So CBDC has to work with other policies together to try to improve financial inclusion. I stop here. So basically, if they deem that you have uh, not been a good little citizen, will depend on your money being released to you. Otherwise, it will just be frozen in your digital bank account. It's about control. Time to wake up. Next. All right, May of London calls for new regulation of online speech after Trump's Twitter reinstatement. All right, bring it right back to me. So uh, Elon Musk's put Trump back on Twitter. And uh, it, they, it reset, and he picked up like 80, 80 plus million people following him in a matter of two days. Now, he's, he's not tweeted, he's not going to tweet, apparently, because he has his own social media platform called Truth Social, which I'm on it. Uh, I can barely get like 700 people following me on there. It's just it's an echo chamber, basically. I'm on Twitter and just crossed over 60,000 followers, which is a miracle anyway, because I've been choked and whatever. At least I'm verified on Twitter. But 
So apparently Trump's not going to tweet. But the left are freaking out just because Trump is back, just because his, his um, uh, Twitter site has been reinstated. And now uh, Elon Musk this next week is going to reinstate every Twitter person that's ever been banned. He's going to bring them right back because he feels he wants to give everybody an equal chance. Right now, I'm, you know, just looking at Elon. I think he's, he's headed in the right direction. We'll see how long this is and, and what's going to take place. But Twitter really has become very exciting in the last two weeks under Elon's control. Anyway, next, uh, Taliban quits Twitter to protest return of Trump. This is, of course, Babylon B, which is satire. It's very funny. Taliban says we're getting off of Twitter, which, surprisingly, a bunch of people have left Twitter now just because they reinstated Trump's Twitter account. Next, this is the great Justin Trudeau. Ladies and gentlemen, Premier of Canada, roll this new vaccines, uh, and they've been done quicker uh, than uh, usually takes years and years and years to approve a vaccine. Well, the reason it was able to be done quicker is because we threw more money and more people to do the work uh, than ever had been done before to get a vaccine because it was so important to get it run. There wasn't any shortcuts taken. There weren't any wow. steps skipped. The full approval was done. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. What a joke. Next. All right, so uh, True North says, I did not call people who were unvaccinated names. PM Trudeau denies calling unvaccinated Canadians names. But in a September 2021 interview, Tra Trudeau trans referred to the unvaccinated Canadians extremists, misogynists, and racists. Roll this. A number of people have testified in this inquiry referencing your widely published comments and calling the unvaccinated racists and misogynists. And we have heard testimony in this inquiry about how some of your officials wanted to label protesters as terrorists. Would you agree with me that one of the most important roles of a prime minister is to unite Canadians and not divide them by engaging in name calling? Uh, I did not call people who were unvaccinated names. I highlighted there is a difference between people who are hesitant to get vaccinated for any range of reasons and people who deliberately spread misinformation that puts at risk the life and health of their fellow Canadians. Okay, and well, my focus every step of the way and the well, primary responsibility of a prime minister is to keep Canadians safe and alive. Right. You speak with forked tongue. Next. This is, uh, you can't even, if, 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 if <laughs> well, it speaks for itself. Roll it. Please help me welcome to the Canada's Drag Race workroom, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau! No. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do I have to curtsy? Do I have to kiss his ring? <laughs> I heard you had a summit, and I think I'm a little too late for yes. it, unfortunately. Oh, my God. We're actually just about to do makeover episode. Oh, that's a big <laughs> one. Queens, anybody want to take it on? I'll yeah. wait. <laughs> this is groundbreaking. The first ever world leader to visit a drag race set. Uh, listen, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be the first, but I look forward to the time there's a third or a fourth. To have a world leader in the workroom talking to us, how amazing is that? You better work, Justin Trudeau. Yes. How's it going? Are the Canadian queens being welcoming? Are they appropriately uh, polite the way we're supposed to be? Everybody nod. I wouldn't say they're appropriate, <laughs> but they've been very nice. See, in Canada, polite doesn't mean no shade, because I know that's, uh, that's part of it. Justin, I just want to thank you for being such an ally. You're the first prime minister to ever walk yeah. in a pride parade. Very cool. Like, that's huge. Thank you, but it, it has been an incredible pleasure to be part of fighting the good fight on the right side. That is about respecting people. Can we move beyond tolerate and start embracing and loving and accepting and learning from and being challenged by? That's how you build a resilient society. That's what we're trying to do in Canada, and we got a lot of work still to do. Woo, you're giving me chills. Yay. <laughs> yes. I know that this is the uh, Great White North, but how do you feel about adding some brown milk to the situation? Okay. You know what? We do diversity better than just about any other place in the world. It doesn't matter what your background is, where you're from, who you love. You enrich this place. I love that. I'm bringing some seasoning salt to the table. Okay. We have places to be. Are there any other questions? When do I get to meet RuPaul? Shade is another word. Well, Justin, you just won the reading challenge. Congratulations. <laughs> and now, my dear, sashay uh, away. Oh, I knew that was you. coming. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Hate to see you leave. Love to watch you walk away, baby. <laughs>
Ay, no, 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 no. Yo tengo cuando atacar porque si no, no, no puedo hacer. Pará, ataca ahora. Yo defiendo. Pará, pará. Ay, no, 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 Atacar con cuchillo. Ahí va, defiendo con patada. Ah, ahí. ¿En serio, gordo? Sí. Ahí, eso, ahí. Ahora sí. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty hilarious. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next. So clashes at uh, Foxconn's iPhone plant in China's Zhengzhou. Uh, Roll it. of these little iPhones. It's huge. Next. Okay, so um, this is China again. Roll this. That's your QR code. If it doesn't meet approval, you can't pass. You can't go anywhere. Everything is tracked. Next. All right, so this is in Guangzhou City. This is quarantine camp. Roll this. They're building this one. Next. 70,000 people. Roll it. You快过年了,却高兴不起来。有很多事情压得喘不过气来。COVID quarantine camps. All right, roll this one. Next. Vaccinate people are now make up the majority of COVID deaths. That's the Washington Post. Next. 29-year-old Yorkshire rugby playing captain dies suddenly. Next. Ice Cube confirms he lost 9 million film role for refusing COVID-19 vaccine. Next. Simultaneous force injection in the military. Nothing about this is okay. Roll this.
Sorry, very good. Come here. Sit down. Hey, sit down. Put your back up against that refrigerator now. Put your back up against the refrigerator now. Sit down now. Sit down. All right, come on. Let's go. All the way down. All the way down. Horrendous. The kid knew she didn't want to get it, and they, you saw her make, they made her sit down and they injected her anyway. Next. And bombers find strange clots in jab people, but they say no clear evidence that COVID vaccine is responsible for strange blood clots observed by embalmers. But this is what's happening. They, they say this is mostly false. Well, it's not. It's true. Next. All right, another variant. I said, what happened to monkeypox stuck in San Francisco? If this is the most vaccine-resistant variant, that means Vax is dead. CDC says monitoring the new COVID variant known as XBB, deemed most vaccine-resistant strain ever. Next. All right, Ron DeSantis says they lied to us about mRNA Shots, roll this. And what was right now, people are doing, looking at the, the research, they're saying, oh man, the masks uh, will hurt the kids. Now, we, we banned the masks in Florida um, uh, with, with the legislature, with the Parents' Bill of Rights and, and, and other actions. But, you know, the reality is that was not grounded in data. It was not grounded in evidence. It was basically the current thing, you know, people would put in their Twitter profile a mask and a, and a, and a syringe, and that was like their identity. <laughs> And it was ridiculous. They lied to us about the mRNA shots. They said, if you take it, you will not get COVID. That is false. That is not true. And they continue to say, even now when the evidence is so overwhelming, uh, that not only is that not true, people that have multiple boosters, you know, you're, a, you're definitely at risk of getting it. There's no question about that. So, so it's just time and time again, I think you've seen ideology placed over over data and evidence. And then what happens is, is that they will say something like, okay, six weeks of masks will end COVID. So that's what they claim. It doesn't happen. And then what they'll do is they will kind of move the goalposts and say, well, you know, only 95% wore it. So now, and they will constantly uh, try to shift because they will never admit that their ideology was, was incorrect. So that's very, very dangerous when you're looking at all these things. Indeed. Next. All right, so this is from the Dean of Cambridge. Trinity College says Jesus could have been transgender. All right, bring it right back to me. That's what I call the clown world. And uh, as you can see, I inserted two things in the news that we were laughing over. But really, if you don't laugh, I'm not sure what you're going to do. Thank God for the joy. And if you watch the program today, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to know that he's coming very, very soon. We're in the last of the last days. And the only thing you can do right now is repent of your sin and accept him as your Lord and Savior. So why don't you do that right now? Just pray this after me. Say this out loud. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. Thank you right now for saving me. From this day, I'll serve you. If you prayed that prayer, then something happened. 
right where you are. I want to send you a book that's going to help you in your walk with God. Please, the address is on the screen and we'll get it to you. And if you're anywhere in the Central Florida area, come visit us right here at the River Tampa Bay Church every Sunday morning, 9.30 for the main event. And we want you to know we love you. Thank you for watching the program. See you again next week.